Hey, well, good morning. Turn to the person next to you and say good morning to you. Good morning. It's a good morning. And besides, I want to tell you this, if you haven't heard it yet, this is going to be the best year of your life. I got somebody that's going to grow. If I could just get somebody to agree with me that this is going to be the best year ever of your life. Hallelujah. I'm going to get somebody to agree with you. Now, if you don't get in agreement, just watch because things are going to happen. Testimonies are going to come and they're going to go, wait a minute. That's bitch. His best year. That's her best year. That's their best year. That's this. And this is, and it's the best year. Come on, somebody. Man, 2016. 2016. I was talking to Shelly um, when we were talking about this, this year. You know, people thought, well, we didn't ever know we were ever going to be here. I remember when we first were set in, we were actually at the other church over there, and she talked about the year 2000, and everybody was like, Y2K is going to happen, and all this other stuff's going to happen, all this other going some of us, Some of us prepared just in case there was, and then there was kind of nothing that happened. So it was like, okay, but you know, how many of you know preparation's good? Amen. I don't know if you guys are Boy Scouts, but preparation's good. It doesn't hurt to have a little extra things on hand in case you are out of electricity. We traveled to Oklahoma City and back, and we went down to through Watonga. And man, there were telephone pole after telephone pole after telephone pole. Just yeah, telephone poles, right? Electricity that they run the electricity on. Sorry, electricity poles, electricity poles, electricity poles, one after another, and they were broken. They were, I mean, they were been out of power for a while. Um, I received a phone call and. And and there was some people that we knew that needed some help. They lived in Elk City, and they were out of power for a while, so we were able to help them. How many of you know God has blessed us to be a blessing? Amen? So we were able to provide for them a couple nights. They were able to get hotel and get some showers and get some food and, and have a good night's sleep. And then it was a couple days later, the power was restored. Um, we, we know some that were, that were out for quite a while in Watonga and still are. There was a crew from Houston that was on one of the trucks. It was North Houston. And they had probably 15 trucks, 15 guys or, or crews working just to help out. What a blessing it is that when you go through something like that, that other people come to your help. Other people come to your aid. Can I get an amen for that? So, so this year is going to be, going to be what? The best year ever. This year is going to be what? Best year ever. And if somebody comes up to you and says, I don't know, man, this is going to be really a bad year, you're going to say, no, it's going to be my best year ever. Okay, we're going to work on that. We're not going to just talk about it today and then not talk about it for the rest of the of the year. But every Sunday, every Wednesday, we're going to say, this is my best year. This is my best year. We're calling those things that be not as though they were. God saw the darkness and he said, let there be light. So we're going to begin to speak into that. There is a mountain in front of you. There is some difficult places that you're going to have to go through that you've got to know and understand that God will be with you. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, come on. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you uh, uh, isolated. I'm not going to leave you abandoned because we're adopted children of the Most High God. Amen? So I want to I want to invite uh, an adopted daughter, if you would, uh, Eva White. Come on up. Eva is going to the Bethel School of Ministry. She's in her second year. Let's give the Lord some praise for her. I wanted to have her share a little bit about kind of what God's doing 
with you and through you and and kind of how's school going and and what's it like and you know all the way on california right and and she was able to come and she was going to share last sunday but we weren't able to be here last sunday was it last sunday wow it just seems like that's been a long time ago but ever we want you to share for a moment hey guys how are you awesome all right well um i just want to share a few things about what's going on in my life at bethel um, first year was amazing, but second year is so much better. Um, my year for this last year, speaking of for doing that, was breakthrough, and I definitely got that. We had preach week the week after Thanksgiving, and I was so terrified about that. I was like, no, God, please don't let me do this. I don't want to go. And I didn't go for the first two days because I was so scared. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to do this. And I get into the room the last day, and I'm up there, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to throw up. This is not fun for me at all. And um, I was just like, okay, I just said a little prayer to myself. I was like, okay, God, can you just like, please let me get through this? Because the thing I was going after this year was fear of man, which is, like, so hard to believe for me because I, like, love talking, and I love people. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so I totally broke that off after I preached. And my preach was really good. Thank you, Jesus. And... <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, like, something really big that's been happening in my life. Um, I also want to talk to you guys about uh, an opportunity I get to have to go on a mission trip to Los Angeles, California. Um, uh, we, me and my whole class and all of the first-year class get to go to all around, like, L.A., and we all get to split up in groups and preach to people and talk to them about Jesus and see healings break out and the, um, there's a conference there called Azusa Now, and we're going to go a couple days before and minister to the streets, and then on that day we get to uh, be able to uh, be like the prayer team for that conference. Um, and there's going to be like people from every nation, and we'll be able to touch every nation, and this is going to be amazing. So <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys if you would support me in that. Um, couple things you know um there was 10 years uh, it's been gosh it's probably been almost 15 or 20 years ago 25 years ago they had pray la and there was um a group of pastors jack hayford was one of them that was leading this and the pastors in los angeles said we're going to get and we're going to pray for los angeles and how many of you you may not know this because they don't want it publicized but they said pray la and it went on for 10 years do you know that when they started the prayer and at 10 years later, when they ended the prayer, Los Angeles was in worse shape than it was when they started? So the truth is, is that we've got to put boots on the ground. We've got to have people building relationship. We've got to send people out to be able to do those different things. Mario, we went to the Dream Dream Center and, and Tim had went with us and Eli and some others that that are not, at, you know, at the church here now. But um, we went, a bunch of us went up there and we went to the Dream Center and they were able to see how they were able to give food and minister and do those different things. And I think this is definitely an opportunity for us to be able to, you see the nations, we've got all the flags for different people that we've sent and, and sewn into their lives for mission trips. And some of you here have gone to the missions trip, um, mission trip field here. I need to in fact, I need to get Romania's flag up because I was thinking a years a while back when we helped Bryce go to Romania. 
So we want to be able to help you go. Anybody want to help her go? I want to help her go. So um, tell us when when is the deadline of when you have to have some monies in? Because I what I'd like to be able to do is give if it's okay with you guys, give you the give her your information and she can draft a letter and send it out so you can have the information in where where we need to send our monies to or uh, kind of the process of that. Yeah, they're really gracious on, like, deadlines. But um, it's <laughs> the end of May, like, the last week of May is usually the, is the deadline of when it needs to be in. So we have enough time to be able to, if I can get you the addresses or mom and dad get the addresses of the folk and you to be able to do a, a letter, not May? Yeah. March. Oh, end, end of March. Okay, that's a little bit different. <clears throat> She's like, you're out of school in May. You're going to be that. That's the mission strip. OK, so what we'll do is we'll try to get all the information. If you gets OK with you guys, we're just going to give the name and address and she can draft a letter and she'll send it out with a little more detail of what's going on. But we also need to get prayer behind. it. So the intercessors, we want you to be able to be praying. Some of them are listening to us online. Some of them are in the they're in the rooms in there praying right now. You can. Pray for me through the 5th and through the 12th. That's the days of the missions trip. In April. The missions trip is in April. So I understand. Hey, <laughs> trust me, I do this and I still forget some things. I've been doing this for a long time. It's like, you know, when you look out there and you're like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> and your knees start knocking. And, you know, we've got good, got good sound people. I always said that years ago when Delbert was running the sound. Delbert, I said, we got Delbert. He's running the sound. My, you guys don't hear my knees knocking, but they are knocking. So let's do that. Stretch your hands towards the altar here. Father, I thank you. I thank you very much for those that you're sending. And God, we are able to send them. Some of us go, some of us send, and some of us stay home and, and, and pray for those that need that. So God, we just thank you that even the harvest is coming. We say and declare that the harvesters are beginning to start up now and the harvest is coming. We declare that as we begin to sow this seed that the plow is going to come and it's going to begin to bring forth a, a harvest, some 30, 60, and 100 fold. I pray for her. I thank you, God, for what you've done and are doing in her life. We bless her now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. So we bless you. We're going to do that. We'll get the information to her. Let's give her a hand. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. We are so excited for you. Hey, how many of you know we we gotta we we gotta get some people out there? I, I I told somebody one time years ago I was like, you know that we had there was a missionary we were in a, at another church down in Oklahoma City, and he shared about what was going on, uh, um, in other foreign countries, and I was like, gosh, I just don't feel like I'm to go. Do I feel bad like that? And he said, Eric, don't feel bad. He said because those that know they're supposed to go, they'll feel like they are. Those that don't, you're able to send somebody. So there's those that can send somebody, and that may be where you're at right now, that you can help send somebody. So I'll make sure she gets the information for you guys to send you a letter and let you know how to be able to give in to that. And we also can put the online information if you guys want to go online at Living Word, well, Living Word Fellowship's um, website. I was looking at I was. <laughs> I was looking at Mr. Weldon over there, and I was like, Living Word Weldon websites. Um, but to be able to put that online and be able to help her for that. Come on, somebody. Somebody say one word. 
We're going to talk about one word real quick this morning. And I don't want I don't want you to be in a hurry. I don't want you to be in a hurry to say, okay, what's my one word? And there's a lot of times I've talked to some people, and this is our third year in being able to do this, but beforehand I want to share with you a testimony. This is our third year. So two years ago when we did it for the first time, our word was breakthrough. We were we wanted a breakthrough, and, and I know that was Mario's word this year, and that's Bel Perizem is the the Lord of the breakthrough. That's that breakthrough that's there. But we our word was breakthrough. And how many of you know? I'm gonna I'm gonna be real transparent. There are certain things that you're expecting, and when those things that you're expecting don't happen, do you feel that God's left you out? There's times where we do. We're like, I was, I, I wanted this to happen. But I could look back and see where there were other breakthroughs in other parts of my life. Come on, somebody. There was a specific breakthrough that we were looking for that I'm here to tell you that breakthrough that we were looking for specifically, but there was many others, they begin to happen. And that one that we're looking for specifically, it's fixing to happen. Come on, somebody. It, and sometimes we don't realize and understand that there's a timing of the Lord and there's our timing that we try to put in. But the next word, the next year, I was like, okay. And that's where Shelly Shelley was like, I got this word. You know what I mean? And, and she really felt, I believe she felt that, that that was the word. And then the Lord was bringing another word around. So I want you to take your time and position yourself from hearing for the Lord. Some of you... One guy asked me, he was like, you know, I'm going to keep the same word. That's great. You can keep the same word. You know, some of you might say, well, I had the word breakthrough two years ago and or hope or faith or love or strength or wisdom or whatever that might be two years ago. And then this year you're like, well, God's still bringing that around. That's fine. That's what it, what it is between you and God. That's the biggest thing that you want to know. The testimony that I have is this year in, in my word. And and as I lay this out, I'm going to take a few moments and kind of share with you of how it's impacted me personally. So how many of you know that we've we've made resolutions? Anybody ever made any New Year's resolution? Come on, come on, come on, let's see the hand. Oh, you got six of us. Eight of us may have made a New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to treat my wife better. I'm going to, you know, have a dog this year. I'm going to go hunting or I'm going to learn a new language or I'm going to do something. We have this New Year's resolution. And maybe I'm just talking to us six or eight people that have made that New Year's resolution. And come February, when it's been broken, we're, we're feeling bad. Right? Oh, come on. To tell the truth in here. We feel bad. It's like, man, I feel bad. I got to repent because I, you know, I ate too much chocolate cake and I haven't changed my diet or whatever that might be. Listen, I'm just talking about me right now. All right? So turn to your neighbor and say, relax. It's okay. Tell them. Go ahead. Relax. It's okay. I'm not talking about them. I'm, I'm just talking about me. But there's 206 million people. This is how serious this is. There's 206 million people that will try to create new goals or they'll set some new things. I'm not saying you don't put, put goals in your life. I'm not saying that. I'm a visionary person. I like to have certain goals or certain things that I want to be able to get to. But how many of you know if I don't achieve that or if I don't get that, uh, I'm not going to you know, just spiral down because I didn't achieve this goal. I just know that I keep trying. Amen. 
So there's 206 million people that do resolutions. And out of their experience, they, they have frustrating results. All of a sudden, they, they've failed. There's, there's a spirit of failure that can come in. There's a disappointment that can come in. There's other things that can come in when you try to have this New Year's resolution, and all of a sudden, you can't fulfill that New Year's resolution, or it doesn't go the way you want it to. And then by summertime, they've forgotten it altogether. But I want you to know that I haven't forgotten it. And again, I'm going to talk about me because I haven't been in, in some of your homes and, and I don't know what's going on. But you can come in my house and you can see, you can see this. And you, somebody came in one time and they went and they were like, what is that? I had it on our TV. I've got it on a refrigerator. I've got it on the door. I've got it in the bathroom. I've got it in my truck. I got, <laughs> I got this baby all. And it was everywhere. And they were like, what is that? And I had the opportunity to minister to them. But here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that you can take one word and it can be create a laser focus. Uh, two years ago or three years ago when we first began to start this, we were having a conversation with a couple and they were talking about this one word. And, and I was like, I like that. And I went and looked it up and I started looking at it. And how many of you know, if you give me a list of 20 things, Shelly's better off giving me one or two things than give me a list of 20. Because she gives me one or two, I'll get the one or two done, but she gives me the 20 Eli, probably I'm not gonna. I'm gonna look at that and go, that's too much. Forget it. I'm I'm not gonna do that. You want that done when? You know, I'll be able to do that. She'll give. She's better off giving. Can you do this? And can you do that? So one word will create a laser-like focus. How many of you know one word can make a difference in your life? Oh, come on, somebody. God can speak one word into your life, and it can change your situation. When God spoke to me that I needed Jesus as my Lord and Savior, when the Holy Spirit began to move me to the place of repentance and asking the Lord uh, uh, to come into my heart and be my personal Savior, it was it was like a one word that you could look at, and it was like a laser focus, and it'll change your life. Say one word can change your life. Tell the person next to you, say one word will change your life. Tell them. They need to know that it's one word. Because in this day and age, we want to have 100 million words. You know what I mean? And then after that, we're, we're not sure. So here's what I need you to do. One word, it'll change your life. Next slide, Mike. One word, we want you to begin to prepare your heart. Say, prepare your heart. Here's how you prepare your heart. Unplug from some things. I know that's hard, man. I know that's hard. And I, Listen, if you're on Facebook, get on Facebook after church. But unplug from Facebook. What would happen if you unplugged? From some things, and I'm not bring. I'm not saying this to bring condemnation on your life. But here's what happens: our life gets totally out of balance. Some of you need to unplug from the television. Some of you need to unplug from computers. Some of you need to unplug from your phone. There's some been some great days over the last last few weeks that we've had. I've kind of like felt like I unplugged from my phone. It was really nice at times. It's like I'm trying to get you, and like, oh well, my phone was off. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll have to turn that back on. Sometimes we've got to unplug, and it may not just be from your phone. It may not just be, and I'm using Facebook as an example, but you're the one that knows what it is in your life that you might need to unplug from. This is hard. See, when we unplug from something, we don't have the noise in our head. Oh, come on. Am I the only one that has some noise going on in my head? All the time, it's just like, I can be bombarded, I'm bombarded, I'm bombarded, I'm bombarded, I'm bombarded, and I have to unplug. To where all of a sudden I can kind of get quiet. And what I'm asking you when you get unplugged to be able to answer a couple questions. When you get away from the noise, when you get away from the distractions of life, when you get away from those things, 
you can begin to create an environment or an atmosphere that now you can begin to look at your own heart. And that's not easy to do. And a lot of us are like, oh, pastor, I don't want to do that. But I'm telling you, it's the greatest thing that you can do is begin to look inward. And I'm not saying inward from a condemning standpoint, but from inward to say, man, what's going on in me? Why when when Shorty got a bonus and a raise and a promotion and they're building the she room and all this other stuff, why would I feel bad? Why can't I rejoice with him? You know what I mean? Why when something good happens to somebody else, I'm like, well, why did it happen to them? Why didn't it happen to me? You know what I mean? There's something wrong here. Hello? He says rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. We got the weeping part down, don't we? We can weep. We can cry, sure cry with people. But you know what I mean? It's just like, well, this happened to their life, and it was a good thing. And then you're like, gosh, how come it didn't happen to me? I've been, oh, it didn't happen. So get away from the computer. Get away from the TV. Quiet your mind. Quiet your spirit. Quiet your soul. Your mind, will, and emotions. Quiet yourself. Why do you do that? I mean, there's times in 60,000 people at a ball game, it's hard to quiet yourself. It's hard to quiet yourself when the TV's going and the phone's on and the radio's going and the phone's dinging and your text messages are going off and the emails there are going on. It's like ding, 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 and you're driving. Those are difficult times, right? So, you know, we've we got to begin to quiet ourselves. We've got to get to that place. When this happens, there's really three questions that I want you to begin to ask yourself. These three questions. When you quiet yourself, just kind of... Virginia would talk about journaling, get you a piece of paper, just do that. Just say, what do I need? What do I need? God, God's in the need business. What do I need? What do I need, God? What do I need? What do I need, God? What do I really need? What are some things that I really need? I'm not talking about the wants as much as I am the needs. What do I need? And then you're going to then ask this other question, what, what, what's in your way? What's in your way? What is the obstacle that is there? A few weeks ago, I shared with you that pride was an obstacle that was in front of me when it came to this ministry and asking for help, sharing with you that we needed help, that we came to that place where meeting the electric bill and payroll and being able to have the the building payment done and all those other things, that it came to that place that we were we were coming to a place where I had to say, this, this pride thing has got to get out of the way. And I want to thank you for those of you that responded on for the cause and, and were able to sow a seed and attach a need to that seed. Are you with me? And we're going to stand in faith with you throughout this whole year, and I want to be able to have those testimonies. But as I quieted myself and as I got counsel around me, they were like, you need to let people know what's going on. And it was one of the most difficult services that I had been in. And a lot of you guys don't know that. You just think everything's super duper in my life and I don't have any challenges. But um, we all have challenges. We're just like you. But that pride was there. So the first question that I want you to begin to ask yourself is, what do I need? And then the second is, what's in my way? What's in my way? Because the truth is there can be some things standing in your way. And it's not just the other person. Well, it's Shelly. <laughs> if you could just straighten Shelly out. 
We were wa watching Joyce Meyer on our DVD on our small groups on Wednesday nights. If you want to come, we would love to have you. Joyce Meyer was talking about it was her husband, and the Lord was like, no, it's you. <laughs> You're not a real good person to be around, you know. So maybe there's some things that you have to really understand what's in my way. And then the third question is, what needs to go? What needs to go? Is there some things that need to go? And to be honest, be transparent with yourself like God doesn't know. Uh, hello. You know, but there are some things that we've got to say, you know what? I do need to let some things go. I've got to let some things go. There can be some things spiritually, physically, even emotionally that are holding you back, but you've got to let it go. So number one is begin to prepare your heart. Number two is begin to discover your word. Maybe once your heart is prepared, then you can begin to discover your word. Now, a lot of times some people are like, well, pastor, I, I got in a position and I listened and I didn't hear anything from the Lord. That's okay. That doesn't mean he's not speaking. And it doesn't mean he won't speak. I read an example where a guy had done this, and he went, he went to the beach and was in the water swimming, right? And he's body surfing and stuff, and he gets up, and guess who speaks to him? Out there in the ocean, <laughs> the Lord speaks to him and gives him his word. Are you with me? Another guy I'd read, I think he was he was painting, a, a, doing body work, doing body work, and he was, he was sanding, and he got it ready, and he began to start spraying this. And the Lord began to speak to him. How many of you know God can speak to you in stuff that you're doing? He can speak to you in the middle of what we talked about on Wednesday night, in the middle of movies. He can speak to you in, in, in all different situations. He can begin to speak to you. So begin to start discovering your word. Your heart's ready. It's ready. You, you're, you're plugged in to him. And, and we want you to begin to listen. So we basically say when you begin to prepare your heart, you look in. When you begin to listen to the Lord, you do what? You look up. Say, look up. So what we do is we first look in, and then we look up and say, God, what is it that is, what is this word that you want to give me? What is this one? So I want you to turn with me to 1 Kings 19. I want to give you a biblical example of kind of hearing from the Lord today. I, I, are you getting anything this morning? Are you getting anything this morning? We want you to be able to hear this. And some of you have heard this before. Some of you are listening to us online. We want you to join us with this. As we begin to look in, now we begin to look up. And in 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah is an example of that. Um, let's start at verse 11. I'm going to read from the Amplified Version, which just has a little bit in there. Debbie loves the Amplified Version, don't you, Miss Debbie? You're the Amplified Version lady. You like that? Amplified, don't you? And he said... God, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. Man, the rocks were split and fallen down, and what does the Bible say? Was the Lord in the wind? He wasn't in the wind. And then after the wind was an earthquake, say earthquake, but the Lord was not in the the earthquake. After the earthquake was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. So look at me just a moment. Man, I could preach this scripture because there is some Old Testament stuff in this scripture, and then there's the New Testament grace moving in. Are you with me? The Lord wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the wind, and he wasn't in the fire. Uh, earthquakes, wind causes destruction, earthquakes causes destruction, F 
fire causes destruction. See, when we understand who God is and what Jesus has done on the cross, we're going to begin to reposition how we view God, and God is a good God, and He's good all the time. The earthquakes that are taking place, God's not causing those earthquakes. That'd be like saying God's causing cancer. God's not causing cancer. Come on, somebody. That, so we begin to look at this. There's a whole, there's an Old Testament picture. There's a New Testament picture. And here's what he, here's what he goes on and it says, but the Lord was not in the fire. And he says, after the fire, and here's, the, here's what it says in the Amplified Version, a sound of gentle stillness. I think this says, and a still, small voice. Say still small voice. I I have a confession. <laughs> I have trouble getting to a still small voice. I'm telling you, maybe it's just me. Is it just me? Or, or is there times where, man, I mean, I can, I, I, I do. I spend time with the Lord. I pray in the Holy Ghost for I try to get at least an hour a day in the Spirit. I, I try to spend the time with the Lord throughout my day. There's times in the morning. I'm up in, early in the morning. Some of you have received emails from me at 2 or 3 in the morning. But I'm trying to spend that time with the Lord. But I'm telling you, Eli, I'm racing. I mean, I'm just like. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, put my mind down, put my mind down. And years ago, I was like, okay, take the pad. Oh, yeah, I got to do this. I'd write it down. Oh, yeah, I got to do this. I'd write it down. 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 All these things that I have to do. And then all of a sudden, I'm able to get to that place where I'm with the Lord. And it's a still, small voice. I'm not saying that you're not with God when, you, when you're doing things. I'm not saying that because He's in, within us. God lives in us. The Spirit of God lives in us. And He said, a still, small voice. Say, a still, small voice. So here's all this stuff going on, right? Earthquakes and fires and wind is blowing. Sounds like Oklahoma, California, and some of the places that's taking place in, in the United States and around the world. But where does God show up at to Elijah in this scripture in a still small voice? Now I didn't highlight this, but look at the scripture right look at the words right after a still small voice. Say it with me. When Elijah heard God is speaking. And I think God was speaking to Elijah before this moment. We know Elijah was a prophet of the Lord. But it says, when Elijah heard. I used to cut out some time in the morning. And when I didn't have that time, I'd go at lunch. And I would drive to a, an I-40 in North Carolina. They had a rest area. And I'd pull in in my vehicle and I'd get my Bible out. And I would spend some time with the Lord quietly. But there were times that I would leave and I was like, I didn't seem to hear the Lord. Oh, come on, somebody. Elijah heard the Lord. Why would they put that in there? Was Elijah listening but maybe didn't hear? Are a lot of times that we are listening and maybe God's speaking but we're not hearing? Still small voice. He heard 
So once you've prepared your heart, once you've looked in, once you've said, God, I've come to this place, I want to hear from you. And you've looked up. You're ready to hear the Lord. God, what is it? Because this is not easy stuff to do. I've been following Christ. I, when I was 20, I gave Christ my my heart. When I was 24, I gave him my life. So to tell you how old I am, that's 34, 30 years old. 30 years ago. I'm still dealing with stuff. Just like you're still dealing with stuff. So it's like, okay, this is not easy. It's hard. This is the difficult things about Christianity and being a believer and follower of Christ that you've got to say, wait a minute. These are the, you know, the prophetic word that came forth and the, and the music that came forth. You've got to be strong. You've got to be bold. Get bold. Get bold and really deal with some of those things that are in you and through you and things that you're dealing with and things that you don't like or you complain about or you gossip about or whatever it might be. You deal with those things and you begin to get quieted before the Lord. And how many of you know we need the Holy Spirit to help us? He's our helper. And I don't know about you. I need help. <laughs> I need help. I need help. Well, pastor, you're the pastor. I don't need help. <laughs> I need help. So remember. We got to hear it. What happened with Elijah is God wasn't condemning Elijah. He wasn't condemning Elijah. And Elijah had gone through, if you'll read previously some of the stuff that Elijah did, he wasn't condemning Elijah. He wasn't rebuking him. God wasn't even giving Elijah instruction. In this particular time, he heard the still, small voice. We've got to hear that. God can use different moments to communicate with us. I'm believing that you're like, well, I don't, I don't have the word yet. Well, don't rush it. The table's going to be up. I think we had it up almost eight or nine months <laughs> last year. But we're going to have the table up for you to be able to say, you know what, I'm not going to rush this. And you're going to hear from the Lord. Some of you might be driving down. You might be sitting in a movie theater watching a movie, and the Lord's going to speak to you. And you're going to hear that still, small voice. So you begin to see what's taking place with that. My word was peace. Let me give you a small testimony. I, I should ask you to ask Pastor Shelley. Because I got delivered from a spirit of anger many years ago. And I can get angry. I can get angry. The Bible says you get angry, but what? Said not, yeah. You know? So peace has been my word, and I'm telling you, there has been so many times that I could feel it rise up. And I could all of a sudden go, <laughs> that little card, that one word. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is not as big a deal as they're making it out to be. How are you going to handle it? How many of you know it's not about controlling somebody else? It's about controlling yourself. So this word peace would come up. This word peace would come up. And I'd be in situations or discussions or just life. I get mad at my ball team. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, man, why did you do that? Why did you throw the ball then? <laughs> you know? And it's like I still remain in peace. And all of a sudden I can do it. And I'm hoping she's been able to see He's reacting differently. And I hope it's not to where, oh, you don't care anymore? 
Because how many of you know, walking through that, sometimes you can be in peace and Terry can go, you used to say something. You're not going to say anything now? And I'm like, no, I think I'm going to stay in peace. You know what I mean? And allow God to talk to me and allow, allow me to, to really focus on some different things and understand it. So I really believe my, this second word for me has been great for me. Now, I'm here to tell you, me personally, and I think some of you that have been around me, they're like, okay, he's a little more peaceful. <laughs> he's a little more peaceful or a little more quiet or whatever that might be. Just because, how many of you know, just because there's conflict on the outside doesn't mean there's not conflict on the inside. And I'm trying to come to that place in my word of peace of not having that conflict on the inside or letting God rule what's going on on the inside of me. Can I get an amen? So I'm going to ask the the ushers or in your in your in your bulletin there's a blank card. Everybody got a blank card? I'm I'm giving this to you not for you to give back to us, but I want you to be able to have that. The ushers can give you a blank card. If you don't have one, we want to make sure that you get one. It says my one word and you can put it there. We're going to make them, we're going to manufacture them, we're going to have a bunch of them available for you to get to take home. You can go on the computer. Those of you guys that love to do the artistic thing on your computer, print out your one word, you know, put it all over your house. I'm, I'm just giving you some different things that you can do. I'm asking you to take that one word. Don't just put it up and ignore it. How many of you know there's plenty of signs on the road that we ignore? There's plenty of signs in the community that we ignore. Don't just put it up and ignore it. So you prepare your heart, you look in, you get prepared with the Lord, you look up. Now here's the third thing and I want to make sure that you do is begin to live your word. Begin to look outward. Anybody ever got a different automobile that you saw most people don't have? Anybody? It was like, or the color that you got. And then when you get the automobile, you're like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. I thought we was the only one that had this vehicle. They're like, no, there's 14 million of them vehicle out all over the world. Are you with me? Everybody got a card? Everybody get it? That card's for you. I'm not asking you to do anything with it to give to me, but I'm asking you to position yourself with the Lord. Once you discover the word that's meant for you, then it's time to live it out. Once you discover that. So how many of you know I've had the opportunity to live out peace? And I'm, I, I, I want to keep peace. <laughs> I'm going to. I think, I, I think God is, I think with the word of God and hearing the word of God, my word was peace. So all the time you can hear me saying the peace of God transcends all our understanding. Guard your heart and mind. I take the word of peace, the beast, the shalom, the wholeness of God, the fullness of God, you know, that, that peace of God. You begin to start seeing it. Look up definitions. Look up definitions, look up and see what it is, find the word, I'm using the word peace, begin to do that, keep it right in front of you, because here's what I know, what gets your focus gets done. What gets your focus gets done. I need to clean the garage, 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 and every time I walk in the garage, I go, I need to clean the garage. How many of you know, I'm in and out of the garage every day, two or three times a day, I need to clean the garage, guess what gets done? I begin to clean the garage. But it's just opposite. The truth is just the opposite of that is out of sight, out of mind. So begin to start putting that word. Where would it be? Ladies, you all put the wonderful makeup and stuff on. You do your hair in the morning. 
Put that word right there. I don't know. Write it in lipstick. I don't know what you do. Put that word in there. Peace. Whatever it is. Are you with me? Because that way you're going to see it. And you're like, okay, God, that's the peace. I got the peace of God. It's an inward peace, not an outward peace. It's an inward peace in my heart. I got the peace of God in my heart. I've got that in my heart. And what you think about, you meditate on. You meditate on it. There's different forms of meditation. There's a, there's a, like a chewing a cud, like a cow chews a cud and extracts everything it possibly can get out of it. That's, that's musing the word, not the Greek God, but it's musing the word that you're beginning to start extracting some things out of it. You begin to look at that. You think about it. You become it. I'm telling you, there's situations that I've been in. Parents, you ever been in a situation that's, you know, maybe not too peaceful? Yeah, there's a situation that you're going in, and I'm going, I'm having peace. I'm having peace. I'm going to listen. I'm going to have understanding. I'm not going to react. I'm going to be nice and calm and cool. Not too high, not too low, just right, ready to go. Y'all can see I've been working on this peace thing. Can I get an amen? So what will you think about it, meditate, and then get it in front of you. Let the word just be a constant reminder, not of how you failed, but maybe of how God, good God's grace is. When I fail in peace, I'm like, okay, Lord, I failed that one. I've gone into the shelly and said, honey, I didn't do good in that one. <laughs> well, guess what? I can just say, God, I didn't do good in that one. Please forgive me. And guess what? I'm moving on. And they're like, well, how come that doesn't upset you? True love keeps no record of wrong. Ooh. Ooh. But that doesn't mean you still go on doing wrong. Come on, somebody. To exercise true love. Will you stand to your feet today? Put it in your car. Put it in the kitchen. Put it wherever you need to be. Guys in the garage. Put it on, on your truck. Put it when you open the toolbox. Put it wherever that needs to be today. Um, Susan, where's Susan? Susan, will you come play, please? Thank you. Put it wherever it needs to be. Put it on something. Find a song that reminds you of your word. Play the song, 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 play the song. Look up the dictionaries. Find the different ones. Look at scriptures. What scripture? Do your Google search or whatever. Get on the Bible and search that word. What is that word? What is that word? What is that word? What is that word? Find that word and say, okay, this is my word. This is my word. So the first thing we're going to do is look inward. The first, the second thing we're going to do is look up. And then we're going to begin to look out. Look for that word. See that word. I remember our word breakthrough in January. I went to a church up in, in Tulsa. And then guess what the name of the church was? Breakthrough Church. You talk about God giving you the word breakthrough. And then I pull in and I'm like, oh, there's a sign, Breakthrough Church. So I went and stood by the sign, had, took a picture and said, Shelly, <laughs> I think I think God's trying to tell me something. Anybody need a sign from the Lord? That was a sign from the Lord. It was a whole great big breakthrough church sign. So think about that. Not asking you to do it today. Then here's what I want you to do. When you've positioned yourself, when you've come to that place, and you've heard from the Lord, then get it. And then what I want you to do is I want you to come over to this table on a Wednesday or a Sunday or anytime you're in here celebrate recovery or on Monday's Bible studies or whatever it might be, I want you to be able to put that on, on there. And you put it in, just fill it out. You can make it fancy. If you want to do some computer ones and bring them over here, that's great. And we're going to do this. We're going to put it up. The 2015 words are on the end of this. If you want to look at that just to see some people's words. I was at the prison and I was preaching in the prison and I passed out three by five cards. And I don't know, we got 40 45 or 54 words from those guys because it'll change. Let me pray for you.
God, sometimes we get so busy in this busy world of all the things that are going on, all the distractions that are out there. We know this, that we're the ones that control whether we're distracted or not. But help us. Help us be able to come to that place where we hear the still, small voice. Speak to us, God. What is this word, God? I, we're here to release your love and your grace and your mercy, strength and wisdom and power, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I'm hearing the word best for somebody. Best. This is the best. It's going to be the best day. It's going to be the best year. God, give us word as we position throughout this week and the next week and the weeks to come. God, and when we get it, we know it, we got it, we're going to walk it out. Father, and then you're going to confirm your word. Your word says you will confirm it. You'll show it here and we'll see it here and we'll see it on a sign. You'll drive by and look up and see there's, there's the word peace. You'll show it to us. We'll see it on the TV. We'll look at it on Facebook. All of a sudden, these different things, that word will pop, and it'll pop, it'll pop, it'll pop. And we'll we'll get that word in us. And we'll look at scriptures of that word. We'll find scriptures and find what your word says about that. And it will become real to us. We're not going to operate by condemnation. When, we, when I didn't have peace in certain areas, the enemy tried to bring condemnation, and I said, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm staying in Christ Jesus. God, I thank you that you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You are made us right, Jesus. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he makes it right. We're going to have some prayer teams come up, and they'll pray for you. If you're here today, maybe you just need some difficult if you've had some difficult times, you just need somebody to pray for you. We're here to pray for you. We're never, never, never going to not, not have people to pray for you. That's what they're designed to do. Maybe you're here today and you just need strength and you feel like you're weak and you just need somebody to agree. Maybe you're here today and you, you, you've had doubt and unbelief and God's saying, no, no, it's time to believe again. It's time to believe again. Maybe you're here today and you want to rededicate your life. Maybe you gave Jesus your heart many years ago, but maybe today is a day that you're saying, I'm giving him my life. I'm going to live for him. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. You're welcome in our lives. Maybe you're here today and say, you know, I just need, just need prayer. Just need prayer. I'm going to ask the ministry teams just to come and position themselves. They're going to be ready to receive you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the seed that was sown today. And we declare that we believe that we receive by faith. That whatever we ask, it's already done right now in Jesus' name. That, Father, that it lines up with your word, it's going to be done. It's going to be completed. It's going to be done. It's going to be finished. Finished. Father, I thank you from the time of belief to the time of the manifestation of what they're believing for, that they'll stand strong, that they'll be bold, that this is the best year. You're ready. It's coming. The best year of their life. The best year of their life. 
No matter what it looks like today, no matter what it looks like three months from now, six months from now, eight months from now, it's going to be the best year of their life. And declare that and decree that. Your word says when we declare and decree a thing, it shall be established for us. In Jesus' name. And everybody receive that say amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. God bless you. He's worthy. Okay, go get one word. You got some others around you at work and that? Tell them. Say, look, join me on this one word. Share with them how to find that. And then uh, have them come in. You can bring their word in with us. They can come in and bring the word. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. If you have prayer needs, we want to pray for you. Come, let us pray for you. God bless.